Hey folks, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Broadway Talks, where I sit down with Broadway stars and discuss the magic that is theater. In this episode, I'm so excited to say that I'm joined by two very special guests, Lindsay Heather Pierce and Sam Gravitt, who currently star as Alphaba and Fierro in the Broadway production of Wicked. Hi guys. Hi. Broadway Talks! What's up wow. Broadway Talks? Yeah. You are. Congratulations. Thank you. We made it. <laughs> yeah. Glad we did it. <laughs> Who could have thought? Um, how are you guys holding up? Hmm. <laughs> Good question. Good what a question. question. Ah! I, I, it's interesting. Every time when, um, oh, there you go. Every single time that someone says or like we say, you know, oh, I'm the current so-and-so in this show. I'm always like current air quotes. Cause like, oh, what is current? <laughs> well, every right. single time, every time I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm the current alphaba, but <laughs> we are currently not doing the show, but I'm doing, I'm in it. I'm in it somewhere. I get to be there somewhere screaming at some point <laughs> next <Right>. to Sam. <laughs> I love how the, the, the question, how are you holding up has entered the lexicon of how we check in with each other. Um, uh-huh. It's like, it's a nice question. Um, and also triggering at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay. I, I'm in New York City. New York is like coming back to life. There's museums and friends and things like that filtering back in. Yeah. Um, but it is, you know, it's just a, a strange world and, and being removed from the practice of what we do. Um, has I put has put a lot of actors in a different kind of headspace and self-reflective mode. And I'm sure we'll get into all that good stuff, but like mostly good finding ways to stay and be productive and like feel okay when I put my head on the pillow at night. Um, So yeah, that's a pretty (laughs) broad answer, but there you go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what else can you give right now? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, before we get on to Broadway and Wicked and like we said, whatever's going on right now, who knows, but how did the both of you basically get into performing? Sam, why don't we start with you? Yeah, my, mine's a pretty simple answer. My parents are actors. Um, so my mom, uh, Debbie Gravitt, um, uh, won a Tony Award in 1989 for a show called Jerome Robbins Broadway. Um, my dad is the artistic director at the Actors Studio in Manhattan right now. Um, and has done a, a, a couple of Broadway shows and a bunch of other stuff. And, uh, and I grew up in a, in a town in Connecticut where a lot of, like most parents kind of worked corporately. Um, and I was like, well, my parents have the coolest job in the world and I want to go into the family business. <laughs> so like literally in fifth grade, I did my first show. I did the school show. I did Oklahoma. And I was like, mommy, I'm going to be an actor. <laughs> Had a British accent just like that. Um, no, I'm kidding, but, but yeah, I kind of never, uh, never wanted anything else. And, um, I'm lucky to, to do what I do and, and to have parents that do what I do. You know, I, it's a, I think it's a, a unique relationship where I can ask my parents about questions about our business and so many people who do what we do don't have that kind of generational knowledge. Uh, I'm super grateful for that. And, uh, yeah, that's how I that's how I got into it. Just uh, you know, saw mom and dad doing the thing, and it's what I wanted forever. That's is my amazing. is my radio mic working? It's, is so, cool. <laughs> it's so good. The sound. I was I just thinking, it's mic. so crisp. 
Wow. Hey. The, closer, the closer that those like dulcet tones when you lean in close. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, no, really. Welcome to 98.3 yes. Broadway uh, Talks exactly, with exactly. Oh Thank you. <laughs> wow. You, oh, you. Do you want to do the intro? Like, I'll just have you say it every time. Honestly. Yes. Record me. You can so use it. Good. I'll take 10%. Hi, everyone. <laughs> every time. Broadway Talks. As soon as I start making money of this, then that's <laughs> it. <laughs> So I Lindsay, how say, did you get it? I, I just have to say is Sam's story is so amazing. Like you kind of hear about those like the lore of of Broadway, especially Broadway in like the 70s, 80s, 90s, like before before the time of, of mass social media like now. So like hearing those stories about your mom and can I tell the story about you, Lemez? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so this is this is it's not my story to tell at all. But so, so this is how like engrossed into theater and performance that Sam and his twin sister Ellie are is uh, their mom Debbie Gravitt was pregnant with them when she was playing Fontaine in Les Mis. So, so like, basically, I made on. my Broadway debut. Broadway debut in the womb. In Les Mis. <laughs> Right. And so there's a literally in utero. Birth. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. in utero. Yeah, which is uh, amazing. And just to tack on a fun kind of uh, I love it so factoid, much. Um, my mom's stage manager for that production of Les Miserables was Mary Beth Abel, who is currently the production stage, stage manager, manager at Wicked. Wow. So she knew me when I was in the womb, and now I'm playing Pharaoh in a a Broadway show with her and that's and it's, so insane. Yeah. That's really it's just cool. Yeah. It's the world funny. is tiny and it gets tinier. And yeah. Very cool. Well and, and at at work, Sam, you know, they'd be like, How's your mom? You know, they, they, they all <laughs> yeah. because you have to also understand that these people that are that are our uppers, that are that are our superiors and mm-hmm. and uh and like our managers in this in this company have they've all they're all a little bit older if not the same age as like our parents. So mm-hmm. they've all worked with Sam's parents, they, they've, they, they have grown up in the industry together and now we're this new generation yeah. growing up in this industry together. And it's just like the coolest <laughs> thing. It's so wild. Um, I did not did have that story at yeah, all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not that whatsoever. I, I was adopted into a family of athletes and um, uh, they were like, yay, a girl. And then they were like, what do we do with her? <laughs> and. Um, and I was real. I, I sang a lot. I would. I had this crazy memory where I would memorize books backwards and forwards and recite them and um, entire movie scripts. Like I would watch the movie three times and would recite back and back and forth. And my brothers wanted, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is amazing. Like they were just those those boys. And I was Fiddler on the Roof and Sound of Music and Mary Poppins. And I wanted. I wanted Hunchback of Notre Dame and, and everything else. And um, there was just one day where, uh, I think we talked about this a little while ago, but I think that there was one day where we were out at a soccer tournament and I was probably four or five in Oregon. And we had traveled, I think, to Wisconsin or something like that in like these trailer caravans for a soccer tournament. And um, this man went around knocking on people's trailer doors, like around their cars. And, uh, and I was a troublemaker. So when they got to my mom, uh, when he got to my mom, 
uh, she was like, what the hell did my kid do? And he was like, no, no, no. She's in the, she's in the reeds over there, just in the reeds, which, which is hilarious. Cause that's, I think where I've spent most of my life. And, um, she, she was like, oh God, like, did she bite your kid? Cause I was a bite. Like I was a mess and, uh, still am. And, um, she just, she really was like, what the hell did my kid do? And this well, man you don't was bite like, people anymore, right? Yeah. Are you still uh, a biter? That's, that, you... that's over. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, yeah, um, won't, won't you know, give any, any details away. Anything's possible. Um, anything's possible with um, with love. Um, so <laughs> I, my mom could hear me. I was in like out there, like can't wait to be king or something like that from Lion King. And he um, he was like, no, no, no. Your your son plays soccer with my son. Um, I'm the dean. He was either the dean or one of like the professors of the music department at Portland State University. And, um, and she was like, okay, what does this mean? And he was like, your daughter can sing, like your, your kid can sing, um, something about like relative or perfect pitch or something. I don't have either. I don't think anymore. <laughs> I've grown out of that. Um, but it, that was kind of their first moment where they were like, okay. And my parents loved the arts. They loved, like, I, they had the CD of Miss Saigon cause they saw it, you know, years and years and years ago. And loved Les Mis, loved Phantom, but they were very distanced from that. It wasn't a part of their world. And then I came along and just slowly started working through in children's theater. And um, it was more of an outlet for me when I was really, really young. And then I remember seeing Lion King in San Francisco when I was like 12. Um, that changed my life. And I'd seen some really amazing professional productions and I knew that I loved that work, but to see it, um, seeing the stampede and uh, like Rafiki mourns was like hauntingly beautiful. And like, I'll never forget the lionesses pulling the tears from their eyes, from their masks when they're mourning Mufasa and Simba. And, um, and I was like, oh, this is everything. And I knew I was never gonna be in the Lion King, but I was like, I gotta do something like this. And then I saw Lemez a couple years later and then I saw Wicked and I was like, I mean, yeah, this is, is that so that was kind of just my journey to know love that yeah that that's cool i mean that's such a you know movie type thing you know parents mm -hmm. who don't know what to do with their you know ever loud singing child oh yeah a couple oh, yeah. years later they're on broadway so how did, yeah. how did how did they feel when you first were like this isn't just a hobby and i think i might like try to get paid to do this <laughs> you know I actually, I got really, really lucky with my parents um, uh, in, in, that, in that regard where um, I, don't, I don't really know how to like phrase this thought, but they, because they had three boys that were so specifically the way that they were and they had raised them and they were carbon copies of themselves. They, so your parents were athletes too. My parents, yeah, my mom was a gymnast and like rode horses and all of it. And my dad was a rodeo rider at one point in his life. He was a baseball player, like very athletic family. And then I came along this soft singer girl and they were like, okay, <laughs> who couldn't kick a ball and like desperately tried to play sports because I wanted to be like my brothers. And they were like, you're not good at this. Um, <laughs> so I, they, they were really, really good about allowing me to find what I liked. And I think that was really, really um, 
instrumental in my development. They were really, really, if they, if I really liked it, they didn't give me everything. We did not come from money. We did not come from circumstance. We, we were like, build yourself from the ground up kind of a family. And, um, so, you know, when it was time to go to the dollar store movie rental place, um, and I, you, we could do like one movie a week it, and I would pick Fiddler, I would wear that VCH <laughs> tape down and I would sing and sing and sing and I would do performances in the living room and my parents were like, they would be looking at each other like, oh my God, mm-hmm. look, at, look at her brain go. Cause I, I just clearly, I wanted to sponge in as much as I could. And um, so they, I don't know. I think, I think they, they always found it wonderfully entertaining and they always really loved how much I loved it and it brought them joy to watch me be that like little theater kid they just were so proud of it because it was unlike and it was not them at all so they were just like wow she's like she's ball changing this is crazy (laughs) like it was they were really proud of it and um and I think once I once I left my high I left my high school when I was 16 and I went to the junior college in my town and I did high school early in the morning for like four hours to finish out my junior and senior year. And then I did, I was a full-time college student from like noon and on so that I could do the college productions. And once I started getting cast as the lead in those kind of like bigger productions um, and holding my own against, you know, like at 16, 17, 18 against like 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 year olds, I, they were like, oh, okay. And then when I got Glee Project, they wow. were like, wow, it's really happening. <laughs> like, and I've been doing freshman. Yeah. Bits. Yeah. Well, and I'd also been doing regional theater in, in the San Francisco Bay Area. So right. they, they were watching me at 17, 18, being the lead of shows against like 30 something, 40 something year old people and mm. like holding my own and enjoying it and like being a professional. And, and so I think that they just knew it was clearly something that I wanted. They thought I was going to go to college, like a four-year BFA program, and so did I. And then Glee Project came in and was like, no, you're not. <laughs> so that's just, kind of, that's just kind of the way that my path went. But I would say, and I feel, Sam, maybe you've, you've encountered this as well, where there have been moments in my career where they were like, do you want to like do something else? You know, when it gets really, really hard, or like if I'm not booking anything and I've, and I've, gotten into my own head about things my mom's been like do you want to come home and go back to school you know like she's just trying to help you know and because she doesn't want she doesn't want any of her kids to suffer and I'd be like no mommy don't understand (laughs) you don't understand this is what I want to do so yeah people yeah people often ask oh but like are your parents so jazzed that that you're an actor and the answer to that is yes but also when I was like, yes, I'm doing this. They were like, okay, well, you've seen firsthand the the trials and the, the ups and the downs, you know, um, mm-hmm. because they they are a plenty, <laughs> the downs at least. Hopefully, the yeah. ups too. But uh, right when I got into it, they were definitely like kind of cautiously supportive um, in a way that was like, of course, like how could we tell you not to follow your dream. Um, but know that like, you know, it's not all a walk in the park. Um, and, and having that knowledge from growing up is again, just another one of the ways in which I'm lucky to have parents that do what I do. Um, cause they've, they've never been like, well, 
Although when I, 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 uh, when I went to, I, I went to Princeton as an undergrad and my dad was like, don't you want to study finance and then like buy a theater and then you could just star in all the productions that you put up. Um, yeah. but that was the only kind of like wink of a, you know, watch out basically but But did you go to Princeton for theater or another program? No so there's actually no theater major at Princeton there's a theater department Mm -hmm. uh, which is amazing and and has all sorts of fantastic professors um, full-time and also visiting because it's so close to New York so when I was there I took classes with John Doyle and uh, John Rando and and Jane Cox um, is the head of the department there an an incredible lighting designer and, uh, and, you know, I think last semester or a couple, like a year ago, Jason Robert Brown taught there. And because it's an hour train ride from New York City, it's a, it's a big draw for a lot of these artists that go down for a Monday and, you know, teach a three hour seminar, which is, which was really, really cool. But I, I majored in anthropology, mm-hmm. um, which I'm also, which I, which I loved and could talk about at ad nauseum, but, um, mm-hmm. I think and he's like, yep, yes. No, no, no. (laughs) It's just like you, Sam. Sam truly is just such an anthropology major because, like the the perspective in which and the compassion and empathy for all beings within one room um, while working. It's just like the most. If you're this, if you're this way, you know, at the age that you are, like the way you're going to be when you're 35, you're just going to, you're going to have like a Nobel Peace Prize and you're going to be like the new mother to write. Like he's just truly the most like calm, like understanding, you know, everybody's just having their day. And while everybody else is like, ah! Sam is like, it's fine. Like, don't worry about Wow. It. I'm so. It's okay. That's great that that's what it seems like on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, no. You're, very, you're very good at like under you know yourself and you're very good at at if you if you feel I mean we didn't have I mean we did have like a we had like four or five weeks together before everything went away when you came mm-hmm. to the show and the, you just even on like those couple of those days where things were just like <sighs> because we were so close to debuting and like you mm-hmm. know like the energy in the room just can get really frantic or someone's plugged in and the other person isn't plugged in or like there was no drama there's just there's just you get stressed yeah and I I remember stopping you outside on the stairs and I was like hey you were really valid today and you were like I just need to stay in gratitude and I was like who the fuck are you (laughs) because I because because me I'm the person to be like hey you're 100% okay in your feelings, you know, and I, do, mm-hmm. I hope that you're not walking away from this experience going, you know, I, I didn't do this right today, or like, my reactions mm-hmm. were negative, you know, or whatever, and, and Sam, in turn, had already been internalizing the whole fear. Uh-oh. Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, am I here? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you wait, wait for I, a second. Now you're back. Yeah, Sam, just internalizing that whole experience within ten minutes, which is incredibly mature and like, not you know, you're you're a mature human being and emotionally mature, which is a big difference in and other maturities. And he was just like, I just need to stay in gratitude and like, I need to, I need to understand that like it's just today. And I was like, what? <laughs> Okay, that's insane. That's insanely emotionally mature. And I was okay. like, oh, I'm gonna, 
is so enjoy having this contract with you. <laughs> well, as long as so as long good. as we're being grateful and and you know saying things about each other, I will I will do the same because if you don't know Lindsay Pierce, um, oh god, I I know I'm just incredibly lucky to know her. And and one of the kind of big teases of of this entire time is that Lindsay and I had done two and a half weeks of our contract <laughs> when. Uh, when the Broadway had to close because of the COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and just getting to know her for the, you know, the three weeks of rehearsal that I had with her. And then those two and a half weeks, magical is a light. She is oh um, a witch in all the best ways. <laughs> um, and I'm just, I, you know, seeing, seeing you on the Zoom, we're looking at each other, folks. If, if you're on a Zoom, <laughs> yeah, we're on a Zoom yeah. room. And your floating Zoom head is just, it gives me a lot of joy. Um, because, I, do. I, I mean, love you so yeah. much. You're just the best. And it's that's true. our we, podcast we, today, we, folks. Yeah, it's our, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. We love right. each other. Well, we had, we had this kind of joke. We were playing like a game a little while ago. Um, those like Jackbox games. And, and mm -hmm. it, it was like point at the person that you want to get to know or like somebody that you want to spend more time with that's in this game right now. And immediately Sam and I pointed to each other. <laughs> it was you. Yes, and that's well, so what a important. tease, five weeks. Yeah. Right, and that's Very so lucky. important because, yeah. I mean, like, obviously as an actor, you know, you you have to create chemistry if there's never chemistry there. Like, that's just something that's a norm. But to have, you know, such a good friend who's going to be alongside you for, was going to be alongside you for so long. Yeah. Um, and hopefully will be. Hopefully, yeah. 100%. And I mean, that just makes it better. For sure. It does. For sure. So makes it easier, yeah. I will say. Right. Makes, makes right. a job that can get really hard and intense and overwhelming mm -hmm. a lot easier when, mm -hmm. when, when the principal hallway is a nice place to be. Absolutely. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So speaking of things getting better, this is both of your Broadway debuts. Yup. Yes. <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, how does that feel? <laughs> it still happened. It still happened. It did. It did. It did. Yeah. So how, and how does it feel? Oh man. You go, Sam. So I, I made my, I, I made my technical Broadway debut with Wicked uh, in June of 2019. Mm. So I came off the road. I had toured with Wicked as a Fiero understudy for a year. And then they called me and they were like, Hey, like, one of our Fiero covers in the New York company is doing a leave of absence for seven weeks. Do you want to come do it? And I was like, let me think about it. Yes, yes, please. Um, so that was amazing. My entire, my, my brother came up, my, I have a brother, older brother who lives in South Carolina. My, uh, my twin sister and my parents came and everybody was there and that was a surprise and it was, it was amazing. Um, and you know, you you try to like remember five things from a night like that because there's so much adrenaline that you're like uh, you're just trying to like be in the moment, and then like the moment's gone and the memory is gone because your neurons are freaking out, and um, just just a really special thing. I would say like the company at the Gershwin right now is is just it's 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 a very loving, easygoing company. A lot of people have been there for a long time and a lot of people haven't, but like there's just a lot of love in the building and that's uh, that's not always the case and we're super lucky and um, it made my debut very, very great. And then the Fiero is my, my 
Broadway principal debut, and that in itself was another amazing special thing. Although none of my family came because I was like, let me have previews. I'll do three weeks of performance and then you're allowed to come. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, my, so my parents haven't seen me do Figaro on Broadway yet, yeah. but um, they Ellie will at there, some though. point. Yes, my, my yeah, twin sister came, yeah. my, my rock, who is my twin, she came. And that, again, another She's bomb. awesome night. She's the coolest. And Lindsay, this is your proper Broadway this is, debut. This is my Broadway debut. This is my, this is my equity debut. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Insane. I, I think I had been, I think I had been in one show that was technically I don't even know what the terminology because I'm truly so new to this. Like I, I've got like the SAG after side of things, mm -hmm. but the, the equity side of things, I think I've been in shows where it's like we're casting equity. So there has to be like an equity deputy around because uh -huh. there are equity members within the show, but it's not an equity show. Do you know what I mean? Had you um, done, had you done a show where you did eight shows in a week before? No, never. Welcome, done, welcome to eight shows a week. Play Alphabet. Play Alphabet. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I had done a panto um, twice. Mm -hmm. um, I played Snow White and we had like crazy big show weeks where it was like 12 week shows, but it's, it's a different thing. It's, a, it's not the same where, you know, you sing like three cute little pop songs and, and you get like a two hour break and you're do the show is in Laguna, you know, California in Laguna Beach. It's a different, it's, it's not the same thing. Totally different. It's not Alphaba and, and it's their nothing kids shows. Is. So it's just, yeah, nothing is like, nothing is like the, the mogul or I shouldn't say the mogul, but the, the beast, the machine that is wicked. Um, mm -hmm. The dragon, <laughs> there's nothing the like the dragon that is wicked. Um, yeah, it was my Broadway GB. I was just one of those. It does not happen often. Um, and I don't say that to be like, I'm special. It's just there have been there have been a few actresses that have taken on Alphaba that have come not from that have come not from the tour or um, or from you know some other Broadway adjacent show. It's I think Hannah Hannah Corneau kind of mm -hmm. came. She hadn't done the tour, and I think Lindsay Mendez was similar. There was another one whose name I can't remember, but. Um, there and I think I don't know. I've I've heard I've heard amongst the wicked lore that that's kind of a new thing. There's like a new generation of casting of just trying to find fresh people that haven't been vetted on the road, and then also still bringing in people. That's the the beautiful thing about this Broadway company now is there's so many people that have worked for Wicked for years in New York, and then that are that are that were on the tour for forever, like Sam and and Jenna Claire, who's who's our current. Glinda and um, right. so many of our ensemble and understudy um, and standby people have done Wicked for forever. Another woman that has been pregnant with a child on stage is my standby Jenny Denoya, who's a, a Wicked icon. Um, she was pregnant mm -hmm. with with her daughter um, on the tour, which is insane. And then after she had her daughter, she went and played Elphaba as the as the lead principal in <laughs> in Wicked on Broadway, just like bananas. Um, Truly. yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's really, I will say, um, it's daunting. I'm not going to lie and say that I haven't felt intimidated or, um, a little over my head. I felt like I was like cramming for the Olympics. Do you know what I mean? Where it's, um, I've done, I've done six shows a week. 
Um, you know, I've done kind of like that off-Broadway schedule where you have six shows and you have like three days off or whatever it is. I've done, um, I've not done off-Broadway, but I've done that kind of schedule and I've done, I've done cruise ship work, which is ugh, such a beast. I've done, I've done all kinds of insane, like 3 a.m. calls on set where you're working for 18 hours and then you go to bed and then you wake up four hours later. Like I've done all of that, but nothing is like this. So, um, to enter, to enter it with as little ego as possible was my challenge. And um, just knowing that I was cast because I'm Lindsay and that's what they wanted and um, to not compare myself and to just enjoy, I, like Sam, you know, that, that first day when you're, you're making that first, and Sam, our characters have such great entrance. All, the, all of the characters have such great entrances in the show. Jenna, you know, the, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Down in the bubble, you come sleeping on your little cart and I race through the clock. Like there's just such great like clappable entrances in this show, which is really fun. And um, I'll never forget running out that first time with the audience, not, not our put in, but the audience. And um, for a second, my mind was like abort, <laughs> blackout, blackout now, blackout now so that you can do this. And I remember standing there with the, you know, with these looking quite like this, actually, standing there um, blinking into those really bright because uh -huh. the Gershwin stage is wildly big and he, oh, well, yeah. very well. And I was like a deer and in the, the headlights. And I, yeah, the audience is screaming because the green girl's out for the first time in the show. And, and of course, everybody and their mother were there for me. Um, God bless them. That was very stressful as well. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I wish that I'd gone the Sam route and was like, nobody come. Just <laughs> let me do this on my own, please. Let me be here by yeah. myself. Um, but um, I blinked for a second and I was like, remember this. Remember these moments. And I, I remember every single minute of my debut. Um, part of me wishes that I'd blacked out because it was that it was a harrowing experience yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> um i blacked out my second night my second night i blacked out and i came to after no good deed and i was i felt like i had uh been through um a war zone like i was literally i was literally backstage looking at our, my dresser Alyssa, being like like blinking back tears being like what's happening to me <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on so yeah it was a wild experience it's really wild it's so big it's yeah. insane and so where were you guys when you found out you had booked Broadway, like officially? Like, how did you react? Who was with you? Where were you? Like, how did that whole thing happen? I was sitting at the table I'm sitting now having, <laughs> having breakfast with my friend, Sean. Um, and I got a call from my agents. <laughs> and Sean, like, immediately grabbed his phone and started recording me. Like, Thank the universe God. told Sean before he told me. Yeah. Um, so that footage exists of me getting the call um, and then kicking Sean out of my apartment so that I could call my parents and like lie on the floor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a, a, a very, very cool moment that I shan't forget. <laughs> I love that. There's a, there's a, it's a video and there's also like a photo of you just like, yeah. Oh my God. You're like, you're holding the phone and you're just like completely like, Oh my, you're, you're not doing it out. You're freaking out physically, but like you're, you're professional that you have to understand that when you're on the phone with your agents, I, I can freak out with my agents, but like, I don't, you know, like, I'm like, Oh my God. Uh -huh. yeah, wow. And, and then I get off like, the phone and I'm like, wow. 
right. Yeah. The photos just bring me, they're so good, Sam. And I'm so glad there was someone there to capture that for you. Yeah, Seriously. pretty. Mm-hmm. But also after moment. Booking Broadway, you have the right to kick someone out of your apartment. I'm just going to say Thank that you. I, oh, really, yeah. I agree. You like you've earned that much at least. <laughs> and that, that laying on the floor thing is like essential to processing what just happened to you. Mm-hmm. Like essential. Next to the earth, you know? Yeah. 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 Ground it, coming back down. And also just like, it kind of reminds me of like, like I, I always lay on the floor and it's like that final Shavasana kind of yoga thing where you're just like, She's a witch. <laughs> just go back in. It's nuts. Um, I was alone. I was in the car. I was driving to Walgreens um, to get Pedialyte for, he was then my boyfriend, now he's my fiance for Steven. Because uh, he wasn't feeling good. Shout out, Stephen. We <laughs> love Stephen. God, we love Stephen. Um, he he was not feeling good, and neither was I. So I was like, singer trick, Pedialyte, and I'm somebody that gets like everybody that doesn't know about the Pedialyte. Like they'll watch me go in with like three gallons of Pedialyte to a show, and they're like, "What is that?" So I was getting a bunch of Pedialyte because I had shows to do with within the next week uh, in Los Angeles, and. Um, and I was really on the hunt for that grape flavor. Um, it's foul, but it works. It's very, very thick. And, um, and I was on the way to Walgreens and my agent texted me and my, I, you know, I had, I had one of those things in the car, in Steven's car, it's like a, those little claws on your phone. Mm-hmm. So you can right. see the ding and Siri was like, you have a message. Mm-hmm. And it was oh, from right. Natalie, my agent. And um, I was on hold for a film. I was pinned for a film. So I thought that I was going to get a call about this film. And it was going to be, it was going to film in January. And that was going to be an amazing kick through pilot season. And I, it was just going to, and I did book the film. Ironic. And then I couldn't do it because of Wicked. And um, I, she was like, I'm getting on. It was very like agenty, very LA. She was like, I'm getting on a plane. I'm in Dallas. Um, I'm, I'm literally in line for the plane. Can I please call you? And I was like, yeah, my God, what's going on? I'm going to book this film. And um, she, she was like, okay, um, are you, where are you right now? And I said, well, I'm driving. And she was like, you might want to pull over. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling into the Walgreens. I'll be there in a second. Just tell me, tell me what's going on. You're freaking me out. And, um, and she was like, okay, um, quick question how do you feel about moving to New York to play Alphaba in Wicked on Broadway? And I was like, let me pull over really quick. (laughs) I pulled over. I pulled over. I like just got to the Walgreens and I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I muted her and I was like, oh oh, my God. I was like, give me one, give me one second, babe. Give me one second. I was like, oh my God, 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 oh my God. I parked and, um, and I unmuted and I was like, okay, say that again. And she said it again. I said, are you sure? She said, yes. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm dead serious. You can ask Natalie. She was, I said, are you sure? And she said, yes. And I said, are they sure? And she <laughs> said, yes. And I was like, oh boy. And then unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, one of the first things after that, I was like, uh, she, we were just kind of, she was slowly giving me information. And, and I just had to be very real in that moment and say, um, I'm not totally sure that I'm ready for this. And she was like, okay, can you be? And I was, and I just sat there and I said, yes. And, and that was, that was it really. And then I went to the Walgreens to get the, um, the Pedialyte. Cause that's really the important part of the story. And I, 
And I had one of those little like baskets that you put around your elbow and I had like literally I was I had like eight Pedialytes in this Walgreens basket. This is so ratchet. But I did. I had like eight <laughs> Pedialytes of all different flavors in this this basket. And I was pacing the aisles of this Walgreens calling Emma, my best friend, who's a former alphabet, a tour alphabet, and then uh, Stephen. Um, and then eventually my mom. And that's when I cried when because my mom my mom was with me when we saw Wicked and she was the oh. one that would drive me to all the auditions before I could drive and, mm -hmm. and all of that. So that was, excuse me, that was really wild. Um, and then uh, I, speaking of getting on the floor, I got home and laid on the floor and called my dad and just had tears like going down the sides of my eyes, like, into my ears. That's hilarious. But yeah, it was wild. I couldn't believe it. I absolutely couldn't believe it. I mean, that's so, I mean, I wouldn't be able to believe it either. Like, yeah. that's so cool. Like, it's, I mean, I don't know how else to, you know, yeah. summarize it, but it it's just wild sounds feeling. amazing. Arav, mm -hmm. I would like to know, you're in Dubai. Yes. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your relationship to Broadway and the theater and, and how you discovered it. And I mean, I never, you know, New, because um, my parent, uh, my brother was very athletic. He did baseball and volleyball and soccer, and that's all he pretty much did. And my parents weren't very interested. Like my mom, she would like she'd go to London like once every few years and maybe catch a West End show, but nothing to the point like how I am. And then we went to New York City because my brother was doing some college tours, and my parents were like, "Oh, do you want to go see a Broadway show?" And I was like. Oh yeah, sure. Because I knew what Broadway was, but I didn't know what Broadway was. And we got rush tickets for Matilda and I remember seeing it and we were somewhere in the middle, but I remember so like mesmerized and especially because they were like kids my age. Mm -hmm. I think that was like a big thing. And I was so mesmerized from that point onwards. And yeah, that's, and then the next summer we went and we saw Wicked and that was incredible. I remember I saw it with Rachel Tucker and Carrie St. Louis, which was uh, amazing yeah. as well. I mean, so cool. And yeah, I mean, I just love it, really. That's, it just, theater is just something really magical and different that can't be replicated in any way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's kind of- That's awesome. Long story, how that happened. Uh I feel I feel similarly to that because I saw, I saw Matilda in on the West End and um, I would I can only imagine what it was like for a younger person to see themselves represented because mm -hmm. there were so many children in that audience when I went and um, I was sitting next to a toddler and sitting on his dad's lap and I had and I was in London so everybody had a really beautiful little accent and there was a <laughs> child behind me when he's like, there's a newt in my knickers. And she was like, mommy, what to knickers? And I was like, oh my God, this is <laughs> the most gross. amazing. But that's how I felt when I saw Lion King because mm -hmm. there were children in that show. And right, I was like, right. kids can do this. And then when I saw Les Mis, I was like, kids can do this? Right. Is this like a thing that children right. can do? Yeah. And, and I remember telling my mom after we saw it and I was like, if Matilda was a boy, do you think I could play that role? And she was like, yes, you can play that role in Matilda. Was so, what a show. Matilda is such yeah. a show. Especially for little kids to be doing that. And that's so impressive. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember so vividly that day. I remember the seats where I was sitting and the view of the stage. Mm -hmm. And I remember everything. I'm pretty sure I still have the playbill for it. Um, and yeah, I mean, 
just that first show you see, it's so, mm -hmm. so captivating. Yeah. Sam, question about Wicked. Did you, did you shadow when we were at the Gershwin? Did you, sh did you shadow, did you shadow at all? Yeah. Show? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I replaced Jake Boyd, who's an amazing, right. lovely human. Um, but Fierro is, I mean, like the, the, there's a couple of quick changes, um, act one and stuff like that, but then you're pretty much, you know, you sing dance with your life and you hang <laughs> and then you show up, you sing as long as you're mine. Yeah. You hang, you change. Um, but I just basically got to hang out with Jake, which was really great because yeah. he's so wonderful. And and then so, I hung out with our amazing one one day just for fun. I, I shout out our makeup artist, um, Craig Jessup. The best at Breed Love NYC. He uh, is magic. If you don't if you don't know it, get into it because he's magic. He's um, so Craig taught me the makeup track. So basically. If you ever need someone to paint you green, I'm there. Like <laughs> it won't go well, but but you know um, now. But I know. Lindsay, I'm not gonna say an I am a professional, man. but <laughs> yeah. Um. So so yeah. So I shadowed Craig. Um. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Why do you ask? Well, I ask because Ed, when you know, because you have to get out of the way a lot when you're shadowing. Because there's there's if you've ever been, I think I think you've been backstage at Wicked. Haven't you? Didn't, didn't we talk about this when we interviewed a while ago? No, I've never. We, oh, okay. Maybe it was somebody else. So sorry. But um, we, I don't know what it's like on the, the touring. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of set that's lifted up into the air and it's up in the air. And then there's set that's set onto tracks. So if you're in the way, they're like, move. <laughs> you know, or they're like, someone will oh, tap yeah. you on the shoulder and be like, you can't stand here. You have to go over there. And they know the little pockets. And I asked because I was wondering if you, if you ever, got to look at the audience from like those very first wings on the on stage right uh -huh. there's like that little pocket but yep. um and on the other side are our our lion cup stairs and oh, yeah. um and you can see the audience perfectly and i had moments where when i was shadowing hannah um because I think I shadowed two or three times. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but shadowing is when you kind of follow the track of the role you will be taking on just to understand yes. how it goes. Okay. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of like, you shadow the job for a little bit. I wish I'd shadowed Craig. That would have been an amazing experience. Pay <laughs> yourself green. I, I could, I should have I thought of that, but, um, but I did. I kind of like shadowed Hannah and I kind of shadowed Alyssa, really. Like I just like followed my dresser around a lot. And, um, and... You, you, there's a, there's like a little nook that you can stand in on stage, right? That's like in front of the, the little prop cabinet and, um, and you can see the front row, um, on house, right. And there's always children sitting there. And there was one night where I was shadowing Hannah and there was two, there were two little girls, one with a pink bow, one with a green bow and a little boy. And I watched them from pretty much the begin from like the first like 35 minutes of act one unless i had to run after hannah to do something i would watch them and anytime jenna claire came on stage anytime glinda came on stage one little girl was like <gasps> and then anytime hannah would come on stage one little girl was like <gasps> and the little boy was not having it he was not having the show he was not having it at all until cool. jake boyd on his little thing he's like comes up and he's like kind of hung over and like really cool and he was like 
there's uh-huh. a boy in the show. <laughs> it was like yeah. a little boy lit up and was like, and I'm, and I've, I mean, I've, I've seen Wicked, you know, I've been in Wicked where I've seen little boys see Alpha Bark, Linda, and they're like, you know, or little girls see Fiero or see, you know, the wizard or something. And they're like, ah, oh, that's me. And, and I just watched this little boy not enjoy the girls at all. And then the minute Fiero came out, he was like, ooh. <laughs> 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 just like, but I, that was just the, and on our, on our debut night, it was, um, God, what, what was that special night? It was like kids and their teachers was our debut night. It was like, remember, it was like yeah. kids, were in, kids were in the audience with their teachers and with their parents, mm-hmm. like young people. And um, very cool. Always and the all, best all the best audiences. And like, oh man, was that witch? Anytime that we kissed, it was like, ooh. <laughs> and during the witch fight, they were like, get her. Uh-huh. Yeah, the sex and the violence. The kids love the, the sex, sex and, and the violence. They love it. And the flying, they lost their minds. It was just beautiful. And, and, um, and I remember after Riley gave a little speech about, you know, um, inspiring children to love theater. And all I could think of was, 17 year old me and then like 14 year old me and 12 year old me sitting in on those big shows being like wow and I and all I could think was standing there and I knew somebody's eyes were either on me or another cast member you Gina Claire Alex like any of us some one little pair of eyes were on us being like I'm gonna do it that's gonna be me and I was like and that's how that's how the cycle continues is moments moments like you going to see Matilda and then like Sam Sam growing up and be like, Mom, I'm gonna be an actor. Gonna do yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be an actor. And yeah, now going back to the little kids and when I saw Wicked, you know there's that whole thing where they're like, Oh, where'd she go? And then everyone's like scattering around, like trying to find it. And uh, next to me was a toddler. I think I was maybe 12 when I saw Wicked. And then um there was like a toddler who was sitting next to me and he was sitting on his parents' lap and he was like, he went that way, like like right next to me. I, and I remember sitting there and then the mom was like, shh, but I found it so funny because that's just what little mm-hmm. kids do. Like you ask them a question, they'll answer it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they were paying attention too. Being, oh, they were yeah. It. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. There was um, in, in my debut, my parents were sitting, or my, well, my parents, my, my birth mom and my, my mom, they were their best friends and they were sitting together and they were, in front no they were behind uh, a group of women and like their little girls this is how i remember it at least how they told me and um very quickly the mothers in front of my moms realized that like they the the people behind them must be family members of one of the witches and so they were like um you know oh is that your daughter and she was like yes my daughter's the green one you know and all that and and the little girls were like what Uh that's your did you 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 did that <laughs> they couldn't believe it and then and the whole time you know they the, i don't think that they'd ever seen wicked because like they said i went up and they were like she's it's she, she's in the air it, 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 what? And it was just the cool i was like right. god that's how i felt when i saw the show Her, i was like what how mm. how on earth and that they lost their minds when um uh oh my god that scene uh, when Fiero swings in, it's like, let the green girl go. The girls right. were just Twitter-pated. They were like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Losing their minds over Sam and that beautiful costume. <laughs> well, that sounds, yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> sounds very, very typical, right? Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, obviously you both were a placement cast for your respective roles. So what is the rehearsal process like for that type of role in a Broadway production and in Wicked? And how does that sort of um, put in kind of work? Well, I'm going to first because he's, he's had a multitude of different experiences. Right, because right, you went on yeah. last year. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so I did the tour and I obviously learned Fierro out there. And then I came to New York and had... Uh, and I learned the ensemble track that I was doing and also Fierro in New York on the Broadway stage, which is a little different just because the set is uh, is bigger and, and uh, the traffic backstage is different. Like Lindsay kind of alluded to earlier, the, the choreography backstage is just as complex as the choreography mm -hmm. on stage. Um, yeah. So that's um, honestly, when I came to New York, that, that was a, a good amount of what I was kind of uh, relearning. Um, for like a, for a, a, a kind of standard rehearsal process is anywhere from four to six weeks. Um, when you're when you're replacing, I think it's usually about three weeks. Um, I think Lindsay, you got four, right? Um, yeah. Learning, but that's yeah. thing. Uh, so yeah. I I had two weeks when I came back um, to to take over the role full time, um, and most of that was spent in the room with Lindsay. Just you know finding stuff and, and um, finding each other. And that was really, really cool. And, and then you, so you do a put in, so you, so you basically, you learn, you learn the show with like a, a couple stage managers and some dance captains based on pretty much every Broadway show will have some kind of um, mapping system of the stage. So we have numbers at the bottom of our stage that you can't necessarily see from the audience and then different kind of landmarks that you'll like so you'll move to track one on number six and you'll do like this kind of zhuzhi choreography move um and you basically you learn the entire show that way um and then they start kind of adding bodies with our amazing swings and dance captains and then you have a put-in which is where you do it on stage with the entire company and usually is that like in front of an audience that put in or is no, that put in so, just so a put like in, a rehearsal yeah so it's like your final rehearsal where you're kind of going full out and, and doing your thing and making sure you know you've got your mics and your costumes and you're doing all your quick changes and all that kind of stuff. And everyone else is in like, you know, their, their dance clothes and they're hanging out and kind of like watching you, seeing what you got. Um, <laughs> and uh, with a principal put in that you do it like on under lights, like the, mm -hmm. the house the is out, there. the orchestra yeah. is there. It's the whole thing just kind of sans audience, um, which is great. Cause you get a feel for it. Um, before you have to do the real thing, but you only get one. So you get one put in and then like, you know, what was ours a Friday and then Tuesday you're in the show. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of it like wild a, that way. I think it was like a Friday or a Saturday at like, no, I think it was Friday. And it, yeah, was, at like, it, was, it was at like 11 AM. <laughs> Something <laughs> it's like, like that. a normal rehearsal day. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and so did you guys have the same debut day or was it separate? Yeah, yeah. Okay. we debuted February 25th. Yeah. So since you guys were both getting put in at the same time, were you able to rehearse your scenes together? Or, yeah. Or was it put in your first time? I actually met Sam his first day, at least kind of back was that big principal table read uh -huh. where we just kind of had everybody at the table with our associate director and our 
our stage manager and the interns and music director and every, everybody um, all sitting around a table with all of the principals. And we basically read through the script yeah. and me meeting Sam was like a hi, a hug, and then like holding his hands for as long as uh-huh. you're mine. <laughs> and then like singing as long as you're mine. Sitting down. Right to each this other. This woman, down. Lindsay sang, we were like, okay, I guess we're doing it. And there she was like singing the wizard and I sitting down in a chair. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Nice to meet you. Yeah. That was pretty wild. I didn't, I, I, Riley after was like, do you know what a flex that was? And I was like, I wasn't going to stand up. <laughs> I didn't want to be a nerd. Right. Like, let me stand up really quick. So I just, I didn't know how real, I don't know how any of this works. So I just sat there and just like kind of did my, did my shit. And, and everybody was like, okay, queen. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, who is that? Um, but, but yeah, so we, yeah. then we had two weeks of rehearsal. Lindsay, I think, learn the I show been rehearsing. mostly by yourself yeah yeah I did mostly by myself and with Brittany um the Glinda standby mm-hmm. and same thing the dance captains and uh Mary Beth really and which is essentially just you standing and hitting three six you know whatever you're hitting all of your numbers and Mary Beth Abel is standing acting like the wizard and then you turn yes, your mm-hmm. head and she's on the other side of you acting like Madame Morble so you're just like <laughs> trying to basically so which one are you playing now together. like I can- yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. it is it is literally that and then like one dance captain is chistery and then they'll jump around and then there's some they're a guard and then they're mm-hmm. acting so you just kind of have to envision it and um, and the lucky thing about working at the Gershwin is that there's a rehearsal room on the fourth floor yeah. so you oh, get nice. to stay you get to stay within the space um, mm-hmm. And the entire time that that happens, there's a there's an old like VHS TV in that room that's playing the show at the same time. So we'd be rehearsing in the evenings, or if it was a double day, a matinee day, um, we'd be rehearsing during the day, and the TV would be on. So we'd be doing scenes, and they'd be like, yeah. "Actually, they're in the middle of that scene right yeah. now. So why don't live, we watch this really quick?" The and stage. then yeah, and then we'd watch it and see like they'd be like, "See how they go here?" And then the light goes on. Do you see? Do you, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like learning by visual and. Um, Lots of notes, <laughs> lots right. of no, pencil Im- marks. I mean, imaginable, script. imaginable. Yeah, like, like so. I've, I've always been a diligent note taker, but this was very different. Like, I've, I've been in production. I feel like we've been in productions where it's like, there's a set piece coming in, so you need to like heads up. You need to get out of the way. But with Wicked, it really is shadowing Hannah and being backstage watching the mayhem. It's I personally love the backstage Wicked show better than I love the show because it is incredible. It's like, it truly is. It's like watching a perfectly choreographed circus happen. There's Mm -hmm. costume changing tents and there's men running around pulling on things and like pushing things and women racing around picking up shoes and like, it's it's absolutely, and then Craig's around like splattering makeup on people's Uh faces. It's wonderful. It's wild. The best. It's yeah, a great I mean, job. hearing this, I thought my high school theater backstage was bad, but <laughs> maybe not anymore. I, I, I feel like I feel like backstage anywhere, you know, there's always that mm-hmm. really incredible energy, which is, I think a lot of why we come back time and time again is I I love to perform, yes, but I love the relationships with the people oh, that I get to 100%. work with, and that's it's really the best. I mean, I I rehearsed by myself for two weeks and change and then Sam came in and I finally got to like actually do scenes with Sam um which just just so much fun and then I remember the the fun thing about thinking that you've rehearsed a show so much there was a show where Sam wasn't 
he wasn't in that day and um, I'd only done the first act with his understudy. Only the first act. Um, I, I was very lucky in that they allowed me to be part of understudy rehearsals sometimes because I happened to be rehearsing at the same time. So I got to do the first act pretty much in full um, with, all, with the understudy rehearsal, which was a great, great honor. And like, I was very thankful for that experience. But I, with Dan Gleason, I got to do that first act. So when I went on with Dan, when Sam wasn't in for, it, for one of those evenings, um, I had never done a second act with him. So we were both like, what are we doing? <laughs> like we didn't know each other's timing. So that was like a whole wild thing. And then the minute Sam came back, I was like getting used to Sam again. And it was just like, I don't know. It's, it truly keeps you on your toes every single time. And right. Yeah. Yeah. And you both got, well, like you said, what, three weeks, two and a half weeks in before mm-hmm. shutdown, yeah, or as March, we like to call it, the March intermission. 13th. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just a very long. Yeah, we debuted uh, February 25th and then we went dark March 13th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, now, Lindsay, we already touched on this a little bit last week, but have you guys had any interactions with each other on stage that were kind of supposed to go one way, but instead went in another less favorable direction? <laughs> like with, with Sam and I? Yeah, yeah, like you two together. I don't know. How no, perfectly professional. Perfectly professional. 100%. I don't know what you mean. I feel like I don't think a we've fail. Done it well I don't think we've done it enough. I think there I think there were just like some like tiny tiny little like this is Lindsay and Sam talking to each other or like Lindsay and Sam looking at each other knowingly moments like in the cub the cub scene was always like uh, for me just like what the hell is going on and then, um and then that train scene where you come and bring me flowers like because because of galinda like just showing her whole butt in that scene just being silly and and funny i feel like i feel like there were moments where we were really looking at each other like don't laugh <laughs> okay i'm sorry thing? i i do have a question is it pronounced glinda or galinda because Everywhere I look, it is spelled one way, pronounced another way, and I, I can't take the not knowing anymore. It's Galinda with a ga. Yes, yeah, so When it's Galinda, and then once Dr. Dillamond gets fired spoilers. and spoilers, spoilers, so many spoilers. I know. Spoilers. Spoilers. She changes her own name to Glinda. Okay. So she takes the ga out. Okay. In the middle of the show in Act One. For so plot points Galinda that you will see on you by your tickets mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. www. I don't care about spoilers. You know the show by now. <laughs> oh, come <Right>. on. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, go back both. in and the answer is, spoiler alert. Yeah. The answer is yes. <laughs> yes, but also both, no. Both, yes. both are correct. It yeah. just depends on what, what part of the show you're in. Right. Okay. And so... What is, so not necessarily a fail, you could say, quote unquote, um, but something really memorable that happened either together or individually during those three weeks that is just making you want to go back even more. I mean, it could have been an offstage thing, on stage, like backstage, like rehearsal, like just something that you just won't forget. Like those, like, you know how you just have those moments sometimes, which are just so memorable. And yeah, I'm sure well, you have more than one. No, totally. Something something that comes to mind is is something that happened outside of the theater and outside of the state of New York was 
the night that Lindsay was kind of describing um, earlier that when we were playing like Jackbox games, I had, um, I had uh, traveled to California in June. Yeah, June. Um, and ended up, we were actually at Riley, our Bach, Riley uh, Costello's house in Burbank. And Lindsay came over and we had like a pool. We were at the pool and we were being very safe um, and staying within our pod and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. But we, we just spent an evening together and to, and to be there with, with Riley and, and with Lindsay and just kind of reconnect with them. That was a moment of like, oh, there's my heart and my chest yeah. and I wanna be back in the building with these folks doing what we do and what brought us together in the first place. Um, and that was a lovely, memorable evening. Yeah. And it was that wild to, to see you outside of that. Like, I feel like I only knew you right. with, with the New York backdrop and like mm -hmm. the Gershwin, the, the rooms in the Gershwin. And to see when you open the door, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no, it's you. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a really special, that was just, I think we all needed that evening of like, mm -hmm. we've been really, really safe and we, we've specifically decided this one. Oh, there goes my dog. We've been specific. We've specifically decided we're going to, you know, I remember we ordered Thai food Oh yeah. and, um, and we were, we were like swimming under the stars and it was just like the most lovely, 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 calm evening in the middle mm -hmm. of like so much stuff <laughs> going on. There's actually, there is a moment within the show and it, um, I don't know if you remember this, Sam, but this was our last show before shutdown. Um, that big dress of mine gets under my feet in the second act so much. And I'm very thankful for knee pads because um, I fall a lot um, in the show. There's a lot of like dropping to your knees. Um, deliberately, like, deliberately, deliberately, deliberately. <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot of like dropping to your knees in emotion and being like, Nessa, right. I'm so yeah. sorry. Like there's a lot of like very choreographed physical moments of coming coming down down to your knees. And um, I fell down during during the second wizard's chamber scene and for some reason my my knee pads just like weren't in place properly and oh, i like no. really landed but i fell i had gone to, i i discovered a character and i had fallen down to my knees because that's the that's the choreography is to fall and be overcome with emotion and uh, i went to fall but it i was in the middle of a line and then i'm supposed to drop and then say another line and I fell in the middle of the line because I was prepping and I slipped on my own dress oh. and I fell like, kung, kung, like onto the ground. And I had already injured myself in my first week. I'd pulled a muscle in my hip. Right, and, right. Um, I remember that. So I was like, mm, balls. And, um, and it hurt. It like really zings, <laughs> zings <laughs> up through you really hard. And I am Spent almost 30. I'm almost 30 years old. So I just don't, I, I'm not crazy young anymore. So I have to be really, really careful. And, and um, I, <laughs> I was like <laughs> blinking my way through and our wizard saw me fall and he was like, uh, like, do I, do I go forward or is she going to play it off? And I played it off and, and I remember there's, we, I don't have a lot of interaction backstage. I'm pretty much by myself through the whole show. Um, I don't have a lot of offstage time to just kind of hang out. That's just not the track. And um, and the one time that I really do have time backstage with another character is before As Long As You're Mine with Sam. Uh, we, we run off in the middle of a scene 
takes my hand, pulls me off stage. And then we walk around to the other side of the stage and we get prepped for smooching. Um, <laughs> we get like powder, we get, we get prepped for like beauty romance scene and we get powdered and stuff. And, and it, Sam always would take my hand and squeeze it a couple of times. He's like, how are you doing? And I remember that last show, I was like, I fell. And I, I'm just trying not to stress because I'd already hurt myself a couple of weeks prior. And, and that's stressful. It's stressful to be like, I don't, I don't want my body to take me out of the show, right, you know? And, right. um, and he was like, I got you. I'm here. He was like, lean on me. I have you. And I was like, and that scene is so special for, for me as an actor, because it's, I just feel like the show is so bombastic and it's so high energy and there's, there's, there's a lot of stress going on. And then we just get this moment with two actors kneeling down in the middle of some beautiful mist in these beautiful costumes singing about being in love. And it's just very musical theater. And it's really, I feel like it's like a re emotional reset for me in the show where I can just have like a moment to just lock eyes with you and have a good time. And um, I miss that. I miss, I miss that moment backstage where we're like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, I it's love that really check-in nice. moment. Yeah. yeah. Gotta check in. You gotta that, check in. Because yeah. I, I may or may not see you if we don't have that moment <laughs> backstage. Honestly, I may or may not see you. I also so. remember walking off or ending as long as you're mine that night, that, that Wednesday night, mm -hmm. um, and being like, Dude, we nailed that. Like that one was a yeah, good one. That was a good one. That's like, what I felt too. I was like, that we one got felt that. good. That locked. You know, some yeah. nights it just locks. Just yeah. That one, yeah. Yeah, so. I'm glad. I'm glad it went that way for that that last show. Yeah. It felt. And, and that, that and I and it was be, for me. I felt so locked in because I was. It's not like I didn't trust you before, but because I had freaked myself out by falling in the scene before, and falling down always scares me. And. Um, mm and you just being like, lean on me, I have you. And I was like, if that isn't what that scene's about before, before mm -hmm. I take off, you know, Alphaba, you can see houses flying through the air. <laughs> you know, like things like that yeah. is just, I was like, oh, we got him this time. <laughs> it was so good, right. it was just so nice. Yeah, so I good rock. very good. That, that's nice, yeah. that's nice to hear. So before we get into the last question, I just wanna ask, is there something that you want to tell people that nobody knows about you. Doesn't have to be related to theater, doesn't have to be Sam's dancing, I believe, on camera now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> right? I'm working, I'm dancing through Ooh, my the New I'm trying to see if there's... I thought you were gonna say I'm dancing through the New York no. siren. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, there they are. There they are, wedding bells. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, is there anything that's like, nobody would know about you and you're just like, no, that's something pretty cool about myself I wanna share. I feel like a lot of people don't know I'm I'm like a huge fantasy nerd like a really big like fantasy books I'm talking like deep young adult fantasy books adult fantasy books not adult like like inappropriate like I'm talking like fantasy books and I love video like I love this I girl Zelda Come on. <laughs> like I just I've always been that way. My brother my brothers and I loved gaming growing up. And so that's that's always just been it I don't do it as much as I used to anymore, but I um I got I got a switch when we when we went dark and I was like, Oh yeah, Nintendo's the best. <laughs> I love I just love I love 
fantasy and fiction novels and I love um I think it's just another way of kind of taking a pause on reality and like mm -hmm. enjoying imagination and escaping with your imagination somewhere right. that that might look a little bit like here but more magical mm -hmm. what about you Samuel I feel yeah. like my kind of my, my kind of icebreaker fact is that I have a twin and she's yeah, yeah that's true so I, cool. I didn't know that yeah, so look out for the name Ellie Gravit because she's a filmmaker. She's wildly talented. She's she is so cool. She's yeah, she's just the coolest. I'm really hoping that in ten years she'll put me in her movies and let me be on set. Um that's that's kind of my go to. And then like I don't know, I like saying that I played sports in college. I played lacrosse in college and I miss it a lot. I think there's a lot of kind of fun crossover between um, performance and sports. And it's like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm still like some of my best friends in the world are the guys that I played lacrosse with at uni, at university. Mm -hmm. I think that's um, also important to say too, because like my experience, I was not good at sports. And then you get the other kind of performer that like you who and, and I'm so sorry that that one time I called it, what did I call it? Rugby? What did I call rugby. it? Something else. Something happens in it, people's brains where the rugby... I called rugby it, no, it wasn't that. Like it was, um, it was the, what's the female? Lacrosse? Oh, field hockey. Field hockey. That's what <laughs> I called it. I mean, there field is, hockey. There, there is women's lacrosse, folks. There is women's lacrosse. <laughs> but like, I thought it was field hockey. And, and Sam just so gently was like, lacrosse. And I was and I was like, ooh, is that field talking? He was like, lacrosse. And I was like, it's lacrosse, good to know. Like I didn't, cause I, I don't fucking know. It's I don't not. know. I'm like, ooh, nah. softball and baseball are the same thing. Wow, Sports. Yeah. I don't know. So that's, that's the beautiful thing about like, there is not a one size fits all of performer because mm -hmm. Sam is and was an athlete. And, and that transferred beautifully into his acting career. Which whereas... I was so excited that Wicked was about to field its first Broadway softball league team in a number of years. <laughs> I came in guns blazing. And I was, was like, so we are ready. fielding a team. Mm -hmm. And we had done it. We had got enough people. Our amazing company management was sponsoring the team. It was going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then COVID said, no, no, no. Um, yeah. But Broadway Softball League, I'm just saying, watch out because Wicked's coming back. We're back <laughs> next year. I not, we I are not back. Be playing on that team. Whenever, whenever. Yes. Oh. I will. I will well, make signs. When, there we go. Whenever the Broadway is back, the yeah. the Wicked will be in the softball league. Yeah. So, final question for you guys: Do you have any advice for anyone who wants to go into the performing arts industry? Ye old advice question. <laughs> you knew it was coming. You knew it was sure. coming. Um, you want to start? I, I, I feel like I say this same thing every time, which is um, hold on to your curiosity and uh, hang on to the root of yourself um, because this is an industry that can turn your head a lot in positive and negative ways. And um, I feel like it's very cliche to be like, be yourself and you're enough and you're worthy, but it's true. So hold on to your curiosity. Um, 
don't lose yourself in the ebb and flow of this because you're the island. So, you know, the, the waves will come and go and the, the tides will come and go, but you must remain the same and in the same breath, remain a student, remain curious, remain constantly learning, um, and just work hard, work really hard. Create a good circle around you that's going to lift you and shift you. And yeah, that's all. Well, good thing very you say nice. that every time. It's very good advice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was just about to say. Um, yeah, I I would say keep your lens wide. I think that you you know you don't need to 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 be an actor. You 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 everything that you learn about anything about anthropology about. Um, sports about all that kind of stuff feeds into how you uh, how you embody character and and how you uh, how you behave on stage and and all that kind of stuff will feed your life as a, an artist and so I I think what I tend to say is the same thing is just be curious and also be curious about the industry itself like there there are so many ways to get involved in the performing arts that aren't being a body on stage and you know we talked we talked about the backstage choreography and how there are you know 70 people backstage at wicked who don't take a bow who make that mm -hmm. show happen every night from the orchestra to our dressers to stage management and electricians and prop humans and all these uh, amazing people that love what they do and love what we do and mm -hmm. make it all turn that uh that aren't up there singing and dancing so there the are so would not happen with yeah. those people and you can learn even as a performer like you i learned so much trailing craig our our makeup artist and and so i would say stay curious in that realm as well and then like anything else like it's a it's a craft-based thing so like work hard like Lindsay said you know find out where you can grow and always do it and like you know the best I, I, everyone's still taking acting classes and voice lessons and like you you gotta uh you gotta do that stuff um stay sharp yeah mm -hmm. um and i always feel like i have so much to learn still so i, I it sometimes yes. feels crazy giving advice because i'm like i i literally was on a zoom last week with you know, other older actors being like, do you have any advice? Mm -hmm. um, I just took an alphabet master class. Yeah. I, I literally, people were like, why are you doing that? I was like, I've played the part for three weeks. I've got so much to learn. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Right. Like, so, yeah. Always stay curious. And um, I would also, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go I was me. just going to say to add to that, um, create a full and glorious life outside of this job. Um, so that when you're not working, you can enjoy your existence. Um, it's really easy for when you love what you do, for it to be an all-encompassing thing. Um, guilty, guilty as charged. Mm. And um, I think when you have people around you that you know love you, but also you know you're hired for your talent, you're hired for your eth your work ethic, you're hired for your personality, all of these things, you can become your resume. And you can become, you know, the skill, your skill set. And um, I, I am a multitude of things outside of the actor, you know, and the singer and the performer that, that is Lindsay. 
and Sam is a multitude of, like, we are all multitudes of things outside of, even if you're an accountant, you're not just an accountant, you're not the, you are not the sum of your job. Um, so I think if you, oh my God, if you want hobbies, baby, go get some hobbies. Um, you know, find, find the other things that, that fulfill your life so that when, you know, you're, you're in that kind of, you know, or like now in a pandemic, when you're not working, um, you can find a little bit of, of worthiness and purpose because, uh, you're not, you're not worth, you know, something when you're working, you're not only worth something when you're working, you're a human and you exist and you, you have a footprint on this soil and that's, that's worth something. So, okay, I'm done. Just just a question. (laughs) Have you both ever considered being motivational speakers? Because you, that, you guys are absolutely Ah. No, I'm a rambler. There'd be no way. Unless there was a teleprompter, there'd be no way I'd make it out alive. No way. They'd be there for five hours. I know myself. (laughs) Sam could, though. No. Sam's a beautiful and concise speaker. I just like being around other humans. So however that can happen soon, (laughs) let's make it happen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. This has been so so fun. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much for joining me today. That's, it's been really, really great. And unfortunately, we are at the end of what I would say was a very, very interesting and great conversation. It's been fun. Go vote. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yes. If you made it this far. Please vote. Please vote. Support, support your local artists. Mm-hmm. We need it right now. Uh, <laughs> turn are. our lights back on. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you to everyone who tuned in this week. So look out for future episodes airing every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Stay safe, everyone. Bye.